Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello to you, my friend. So glad you're here to join me for this episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast, part of the Spark Network, now playing in the Edify app. This is episode number 114. All right, so last week we were talking a little bit about dun 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 prayer. Prayer. Now, you might be thinking, does prayer really have a whole lot to do with God's promises? It really does because when we know what God has promised, boy, whoa, Nelly, do we pray differently? Then we pray when we fail to recognize that God's promises are for us and that when we pray, from like smack dab in the center of the will of God, praying God's promises. Man, oh man, oh man, powerful and amazing things begin to happen. So I'm going to get back on um, my, get back on my soapbox about prayer again. And I want to read, I'm actually going to read four verses to you today. Don't worry. It's not going to be a lengthy episode. I'm going to keep this short and sweet because what good would it do me to take up all of your time talking about praying and use up the minutes that you have, the moments that you have to actually engage in prayer, spend time with the Lord praying and conversing with him. So it's not going to be super long, even though I'm reading four verses and I'm going to, um, actually, let me just make some notes, like some audible verbal notes about what prayer is. And then I'm going to read these four verses and then I'm going to speak a blessing over you and encourage you to hit the ground running and pray but not just like pray kind of weak prayers like this. Oh, Lord, maybe could you please get in there and get after it with boldness? One of the verses I'm going to mention to you is from the book of Hebrews in the New Testament that talks about coming boldly to the Lord to get what we need from him, to get what we need from him. Now that you keep hang with me here, you might be like, what do you mean get what we need from God? You're, you're, you're pushing the envelope a little bit there, Jan. Um, Yes and no. Yes and no. Okay, so. Let me tell you a few things that I have learned over the years about what prayer is. I've mentioned some of these before. Number one, prayer is asking and receiving. I've talked about this last week, so I'm not going to go on ad nauseum about it. But asking with an attitude that I'm going to get an answer and a response is um, honoring to the Lord. It's kind of dishonoring. It would be just like I said last week, it would be disrespectful to go into your boss's office, make a request of him, and then walk out before he even heard the answer. My husband has been an officer in the military, and now he is in um, a leadership position. He is a boss at work, and I think that would bug him somewhat to be like, wait, why are you even coming in here and asking me if you're already so determined that you know I'm not even going to answer? Like, So make sure you ask and you expect to receive. You listen. Pay attention to what God wants to say to you because he does want to talk to you. He's the living God. And so he wants to speak to his children that he loves, his dearly loved child. That's who you are. So, of course, he wants to converse with you, talk to you, answer you when you ask something of him. It's also enjoying being in our Father's presence. Prayer does not have to be just the list. 
you know, I'm lifting up these burdens that I have and these things that are heavy on my heart that other people are going through and these people ask me to pray for this. It's not just that. You can enjoy being in his presence. Be still and know that he is God. Just be much with the Lord. We need that now more than we ever have ever, ever in our lives or in the history of the world. We need to enjoy being in our Father's presence. We need times of refreshing that come from the Lord. You're not going to get that refreshing from the Lord if you're never with the Lord. So part of your prayer time can be just sitting in his presence, just enjoying being with your Father. Look, you're going to spend all of eternity with the Lord. You might as well start enjoying being in his presence right now because that's going to be your forever. Your happily ever after that goes on forever is going to be experienced in the presence of the Father. So start experiencing it now and enjoy it. Prayer is also laying down our burdens and making an exchange, getting Jesus's peace that he promised in return. There should be an exchange that happens there. So if you're praying and you come away just as burdened as when you began praying, Can you just go pray again and actually out loud if you need to say it? Say, Lord, according to what you said in 1 Peter 5, 7, I can cast all my prayer and anxiety on you. I'm going to leave this with you. I'm going to leave my burdens with you. And I'm going to take your peace that you promised me, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Like actually do that if you leave your prayer time. If you say amen and you still feel stressed, go back and uh, pray and leave your burdens with them. If you need to list them off, the burden of this this stressful thing at work, the burden of this health diagnosis that I have, the burden of, for me this morning, um, the burden of why did I get a text message about something important from Mayo Clinic? That seems kind of weird. I don't like that very much. Okay, burden goes to you, Lord, right away because I've got other things I'm doing right now. So I'm just quickly in prayer going to say like a bullet prayer, Lord, take this, the stress of this. I don't know what it is. I don't have to know what it is because you know And I'm going to walk by faith into my day and I'm going to trade out that quick burden that came upon me. That, you know, that anxiousness, cast all your anxieties on him. I literally did that. And then I'm moving on with Jesus's peace, heading into um, just the things I have to do that don't allow me to right now log into my Mayo account and figure out what's going on. So you can do that too. That's just an example of how we can actually quickly make that exchange. If we leave our prayer time and still are stressed or if something comes at us that stresses us out, you can in a moment have a quick prayer that you pray and just say, Lord, give me your peace. And he will, but you have to leave. You have to like let go and lay down your burden. Actually take it out of your hands and give it to Jesus. Prayer is also interceding for others, for their benefit and for God's glory. When I intercede for somebody else, I really want the glory and honor of the Lord to be my primary end goal, my hope in praying. Not just to get what I want and not certainly not just to get what they might want. I want to make sure that my wants and my prayers are focused on God's glory first. So when I intercede for others, yes, it's for their benefit. Yes, it's for God's glory. It can be for both, but God's glory has got to come above and beyond anything else because he alone is God. He alone is God. We are not going to be throwing our crowns before the feet of anybody else. Just him, just him. So his glory and his honor, that comes first in my praying, in my intercession for others. Prayer is fighting the good fight of our faith. And it is a good fight. Sometimes when you're, think about as a parent, you're raising kids, 
that word fight, it tends to be like automatically like a bad word in in our own minds because, oh, the kids are fighting again. Or, oh, I don't want to, we don't want to have a disagreement or a fight in front of the kids. Right? It can, so it can get like in those, when in the child rearing and in marriage, it can be like a mm, yeah, negative word. But in this example that I've taken from the word of God, uh, Paul talks about fighting the good fight of our faith. Fight the good fight. We have to fight. We have to fight. We have a real enemy. So let's fight the good fight. You can do that in your prayer time. Lord, strengthen my faith. This thing in the world seems overwhelming. Would you strengthen my faith in you? Would you help me to reset my focus and my thoughts on you? That I just would believe you, trust you, know you better, glorify you more with my life. What, Whatever you're going through, whatever that, that source of tension is, you can take those things to the Lord in prayer and fight the good fight of faith. You can also fight the good fight for your faith by asking for more faith. Lord, I believe, help me with my unbelief, said the man to Jesus when he brought his son to be healed and delivered from a demon that had been trying to kill his son since he was a little child, it says. So in the Word of God, the New Testament, I think you can find that in three of the Gospels. I'm not going to reference where. I didn't write it down because I didn't plan on mentioning that. But like we can, we can say, Lord, I've got this much faith. I want more. Give me more. Fight the good fight of our faith and do it in prayer. Prayer is also worship and praise and thanksgiving. Part of your prayer time should be thanking God. I say this so often, but we want to be thankful children of God, not ungrateful, quote unquote, bratty children, because the ungrateful child, you know, you've run into that child, right? They can come off as a brat. They get what they want. They snatch it from your hand. They run away. They never say thank you. They just come off as kind of bratty. Um, they have expectations when they come that they're going to get what they want, their needs, and maybe sometimes beyond their needs, their wants met too. Yeah, let's not be that way with God. Be thankful. Praise him for who he is. If you're not sure how to begin your prayer time, if you're feeling a little off and a little stressed, you can start your prayer time by just praising him. I praise you, God, that you are, and then you just begin to say the truth of who he is, that you are the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. I praise you that you are faithful and true. And when you come back, Jesus, that is going to be tattooed on your thigh. It's permanent. I praise you that you know the beginning from the end. I praise you that you are a faithful God who keeps all of your promises to me and to all of your children. I praise you that you are working out your will in this world. I thank you and I worship you that you've given me the gift of prayer that I can come right into your presence and speak to you. You know, just try that. Worship and praise and thanksgiving, those are all parts of prayer. If you're having a little bit of a rough go, kind of warming up the engine of your prayer time at any given time, any day, any whenever this might happen, we all go through it, try praise, try thanksgiving. It primes the pump for your praying in a really beautiful way. Prayer is also the most powerful force in existence. Did you know that? When you pray and ask the God of all creation to do certain things that align with his will, his revealed will as we know it in the Bible, uh, when you pray, you are literally participating in the most powerful force in existence. Prayer changes things. You and I both know it. We both experienced it. So when you pray, don't pray expecting no change. You expect change because the power of the God who spoke things into being is behind 
the, the work that gets done in answer to our prayer. It's not a different power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in you, says the New Testament. So pray understanding that it is powerful. Prayer is powerful. It's not wimpy. It's not a last resort. It is a mighty weapon. And through our prayers, we can actually tear down strongholds that have been maybe plaguing our family lines or our local communities for years or decades. Think about that. There's power when we pray because God answers prayer. Prayer is also, um, well, let's see. It, it, well, it needs to be a priority. It needs to be a top priority. We are getting close to rolling into August of 2022 as I record this. Let's make prayer a top priority for the rest of this year. But I also want to say something here that maybe you haven't thought about before. There's not going to be praying as we know it now when we get to heaven. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense or not. Think about it for a second. There's not going to be praying as we know it now. Will we praise the Lord? Will we worship him? Will we engage in thanksgiving? Will we honor him? Yes, we will. But I'm not going to be in this broke down body anymore. And so I'm not going to need to go to him with requests about my physical health. That's going to be taken care of. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to need to go to him and say, I uh, have this work issue because it's going to be a perfect world, a new world, a new heaven and a new earth, the new Jerusalem. I'm not going to have those types of issues. I'm not going to have the, um, you know, I'm not going to be like, well, what am I going to do for uh, just uh, whatever? I mean, health comes to mind. Finances come to mind. I'm dealing with just the evil and wicked. It will not be there. We are not spending eternity in the presence of our enemy, Satan. He won't be there. And so we don't need to pray about those kinds of things. So there is a certain degree of praying you can only do here. You know what I mean? We can only do that here in this very short-term temporal life, in this, in this little snippet of time. The, the Old Testament Psalms say that your life is as long as the back of your hand, the width across the back of your hand. That's not very long. So pray about those things now. Don't miss an opportunity to pray if you can possibly help it, because I'm telling you what, you don't want to step into eternity and go, oh, I had that chance to pray about it, and I just didn't. I just, I just didn't. I just didn't pray about it. No, no. Pray about it now, because it's going to be different there. That's your time for praise. That's your time for worship. That's where you have no more enemy after you. You have your renewed body, the health issues. I mean, think of the things that you've been, I can look back through my life and think of the health issues I've been through. And it makes me so excited for the time when I never will have to deal with any of that again. Think about that. So if you know somebody going through a health issue now, pray for them now. Really pray for them. Really intercede for them. If you know of just an evil situation where you know the enemy Satan is at work, pray now. Pray now. And invite God into that situation and ask him, cry out to him to bring about real change that makes a real difference. Ask him for his healing over those people and do it now. And not just like a, oh, Lord, please heal him. And that's enough. And I'm never going to pray about it again. I mean, really get on your face, hit your knees and pray, pray and pray with an understanding that it's going to be different. Our conversation with the Lord is going to be different when we're in eternity because we will not have these horrible struggles anymore. It's going to be very different. So don't neglect it now because it really is a gift that we have in the midst of living in, in these hard places, in these struggles. God has given us this amazing gift of prayer. Please 
please take advantage of it. Open that gift and enjoy it because it is a gift. It is a gift. Okay. I am going to read four verses now, and I'm going to read all of these from the Amplified today. The first one is Luke 18, Luke chapter 18, verse 1 from the Amplified. And the header for chapter 18 in my Amplified Bible says parables on prayer. Okay. So as I share these verses about prayer, I'm going to start right here with this verse on prayer. Now, Jesus was telling the disciples a parable to make the point that at all times they ought to pray and not give up and lose heart. That's it. That's, that's Luke 18, verse 1. Now, Jesus was telling the disciples a parable. Oh, he spoke in parables so often. Why was he doing that? To make the point that at all times, not sometimes, at all times, they ought to pray. And what else? And not give up and not lose heart. When you pray, even if it's a long road ahead of you in praying for this particular issue, subject, problem, would you just remind yourself that Jesus said, Jesus said not to give up and lose heart, but to keep praying at all times? Okay, so that's step one as we talk about prayer here. Step one, just have it in your mind that it's not a one-off. Yet always to pray at all times, to not give up and not lose heart because Jesus said so. Okay, Psalm 86, verse 7, also from the Amplified. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon you, for you will answer me. Okay, here we go. If you haven't been listening to the podcast, um, like if you're new here, there is this thing I do when I see the word will, W-I-L-L, in one of God's promises. In my actual print Bible, I will underline it twice. I double underscore it, and then I, I say the verse out loud. If I possibly can, if I'm in public, I might just, you know, say it quietly under my breath, but I say it out loud. So here's how I would read Psalm 86, verse 7, after going through it and underlining that word will two times, because when God says will, he means will, right? In the day of my trouble, I will call upon you for you will answer me. That's kind of what I do. I get that, that fiery about it. And you know what? That hits different. Then when I say, I'll call upon you and you're going to answer me. No, no, for you will answer me. You will answer me. So whatever your trouble is on this day, will you call upon the Lord? And will you remember that he is going to answer you? He has promised right here in Psalm 86, 7. This is a promise, folks. You might think, how is that a promise? Is that really a promise? Yes, it is. It's in the word of God and it says God will do something. That is a promise. This podcast is all about getting the promises of God into the people of God where they belong. So if I'm speaking with a little intensity, that's because I want this promise to get into your heart and mind and bring about life change because this promise is for you. And so it belongs in your arsenal, in your, in your faith arsenal, in your prayer arsenal. Call upon God in the day of your trouble. Whatever your trouble may be, even if you think, well, it's pretty small compared to what my friend is going through, still call upon him. Your trouble is trouble. You know, I mean, an infection in your toe is trouble. So is cancer. It's trouble. You can call upon the Lord for both, for he will answer you. Why do we call upon him? Because he has promised that he will answer us. Isn't that beautiful? That goes back to what I mentioned earlier about prayer is asking and receiving. Listen, spend time in the Lord's presence and listen. If it says he will answer you, but you never take time to listen for the answer, um, you might be missing a whole lot of things that God wants to say. And I don't want that for anybody. Okay. 
Verse number three, Genesis 18, verse 14, still in the Amplified. Is there anything too difficult or too wonderful for the Lord? Is that not the rhetorical question of the ages? Is there anything too hard for you? Is anything too difficult or too wonderful for the Lord? At the appointed time, when the season comes, I will return to you and Sarah will have a son. Now, this is God, of course, speaking to Abraham about Sarah in her old age giving birth uh, to the promised child, Isaac. Listen, this is um, this is a good word for us. Even if it's been a long time, been a minute, been a minute. You ever bump into somebody, you're like, man, it's been a minute. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's actually been 60 seconds. It means it's been a long time. Long road to hoe, all of that kind of stuff. That's all talking about the length of things. You know, there's some tread off those tires. Yeah, that means it's been a while. No matter how long the while has been, how many minutes the been a minute accumulates and adds up to, nothing is too difficult and nothing is too wonderful for the Lord. I love that. That's I love this in the Amplified because, yep, you and I, we need to know when it's been a long road and this seems like, ooh, this is a big one right here. We need to know. It's not too difficult for the Lord, but we also need to know there is nothing so wonderful that it's too wonderful for the Lord. He has good things for us, for you and for me, for you and for me. And maybe, just maybe, today is the day, maybe, just maybe, today is the appointed time when the season has come, that he's come back around, he's coming back around, he's returning to this issue, to this long-standing prayer request or need or this promise he made that he hasn't fulfilled yet, he's coming back around And it's going to be more wonderful than you can even imagine. Why? Because nothing is too wonderful for the Lord. All right, last verse today. Hebrews 4, verse 16. I mentioned it earlier, and I'm ending this episode with this verse because I need you to understand what is actually happening when you pray. You're you're going somewhere. Prayer is like a, a journey. It will grow you. It will stretch your faith. It will it will mature you. It will take you places you never dreamed. It will open doors that may not ever be open if you didn't take the time to ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking, right? Those are all present tense words when Jesus says, ask, seek, knock. It actually means ask and keep on, seek and keep on, knock and keep on. This isn't a one and done. Where do you go in your prayer time? God, it will take you places, but where do you actually go? It is okay to understand that according to what I'm going to read to you here in Hebrews 4, that you are actually entering the throne room of the Lord God Most High. This is incredible. This is incredible. Therefore, let us, with privilege, says the Amplified, approach the throne of grace, the throne of God's gracious favor, with confidence and without fear, so that we may receive mercy and find his amazing grace to help in time of need. And in parentheses, it says an appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment. We are going somewhere in our prayer time. We are entering into the presence of the Lord. Maybe not with our physical bodies, but in a spiritual sense, right? We are actually entering into the throne room of grace, the place where we can receive his gracious favor his mercy, his amazing grace, an appropriate blessing coming just at the right moment. If you don't pray, if you don't go to the throne of grace, if you don't enter into God's presence, if you just don't pray, how is this going to happen? If you don't ask, 
how we receive the just at the right moment appropriate blessing. God will still take care of you. He's a good shepherd, and he shepherds his flock with perfection. None go missing. He doesn't miss anything. He's very good at shepherding his people. He is the good shepherd. But but why just live like on the scraps when God says, no, no, I've set a table for you here in the presence of your enemies. But if you don't sit down and eat, if you don't sit down and eat, you're just going to be over there eating scraps. It's not necessary. I've already made the provision. Go to him. Go to him. Like take a journey in your prayer. Actually go to the Lord. Enter into his presence. And as I mentioned earlier, if it helps you, to have some time of just praising him for who he is. And then you begin to talk to him about what your needs are, what your fears are, what your wants are, interceding on behalf of other people. Do that. Do that. But go to him. Go to him. Approach the throne of grace with confidence and without fear. Other versions, I w- um, not the Amplified, but maybe I'm thinking NIV and probably NLT say with boldness. Approach the throne of God's grace with boldness, confidence, and no fear with boldness to say, I know, I know you're going to hear me. You're hearing me now. I know you have an answer. You're a good God. Here are all the things I know about you. And so boldly I'm saying, Lord, I need mercy for this. I need your grace for this. I'm expecting an appropriate blessing coming at just the right moment. Nothing is too wonderful for you, so do something wonderful in this. Do something wonderful. And why not today? Why not today? That's the kind of praying I do when I pray. So I want you to know if I'm praying for you, for um, some people that may be listening or people that know the people I'm praying for may be listening, I just want to let you know if I am praying for healing for a situation that your loved one is going through, I'm praying big. I'm praying bold. I am going to God's throne with confidence and without fear. And I'm saying right here, they need mercy. They need mercy. They need grace. They need healing. I'm praying Psalm 91 and I'm believing for it. And I will not stop. I will not stop. At just the right moment, Lord, show up in their life and give them an appropriate blessing. Heal them and they will be healed. That's how I pray. I pray big and I pray bold, and I want to encourage you to pray big and bold. Pray bigger and bolder than me. Go a million miles beyond any of the ways that I pray, but don't neglect prayer. Whatever you do, don't neglect prayer. The gift that you get when you spend time in prayer is, it can't be compared with anything else. It's one of the greatest things you'll ever get to do in the course of your entire life. So don't miss it. Don't miss it for the world. All right. That is it for this episode, number 114. Next time is episode 115, and that is likely going to be an episode from the vault. I'm going to bring out something vaulted and uh, vintage. You could even call it, can you call it vintage? In the world of podcasting, two years is vintage, I guess. And a special podcast is going to be releasing very, very soon where I did an interview with a friend of mine about her ministry and her work and something she's got coming up. So it'll be kind of a, uh, one of these next couple of weeks is going to be two episodes dropping in one week. So that'll be a little different, but it's all good. And there's a way to donate to a really important cause that is linked to um, that podcast and her ministry work that she's doing. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Have a blessed day. Spend time in prayer. Enjoy the presence of your father today and know 
that if I've told you I'm praying for you, you better believe, you better believe I am praying for you. All right. Lord bless. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.